0: Chapter 36 of Mr. Wicker's Window by Carly Dawson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. This recording is by Arthur Piantadosi. The shop was dark, but headlights flashed out on Wisconsin Avenue, glaring over the meager display of objects in Mr. Wicker's window. There seemed even fewer objects than before, Chris thought, for the carved figure of the Nubian boy was gone, and so was the coil of Dusty rope. The ship in the glass bottle was still there, however. Mr. Wicker went forward in the darkness and, leaning over, took out the bottle with care from where it had lain for so many years, dusted and polished only by the loving eyes of a boy who had often pressed his nose against the Georgian panes. You ought to have this, Mr. Wicker said, putting the bottle with its delicate contents in both Chris's hands. Both Ned and I would like to know that it is yours. He turned to put his hand on the doorknob. Chris found his voice. What about the job, sir? He broke out. Can Jakey e. Harris apply for it? Mr. Wicker smiled and was strange in the dim room and constantly lit by the blights of passing cars. Mr. Looker looked exactly like a venerable, wizened old man. When Chris knew perfectly well he was not. It's peculiar, he thought. The tricks your eyes play on you. Guess I'm tired. Jakey Harris for the job. Mr Wicker remarked, I know, there is no joke to fill. You filled it, Christopher. And all at once, without any goodbye, Chris found himself outside on the top step. The din of cars and honking horns hum! rushed at him like a gate mouthed monster. The drumming whine and roar from the freeway shook the ground, and up ahead the lights of the Driebles drug store looked garish but friendly. Across the way, as he turned to go home, Chris glanced at the two tumble-down storehouses opposite, the winch and tackle broken, and panes of glass missing from the windows. As he reached the corner of Wisconsin and M Street, Mike rushed Brasile up. "'Hey, here I am. Not much later than I said I'd be, either. What you got?' he asked. Falling to step behind inside Chris and looking down at the bottle, "'Mr. Worker gave it to me,' Chris replied in the color's voice. "'What for?' I don't know. Guess he didn't need it. A silence fell, and then Mike said as they passed the strong light of a shop window, returning down bustling M Street toward 28th. Say, you been running? Or sitting by the fire fire? You look almost sunburned. And look! They stopped dead while Mike put a grubby forefinger in the mark on Mrs. Jaw. I never noticed that before. It shows up white and plain. Must have been a pretty deep cut you had there the first time in what felt like hours, Chris smiled, and the smile became a grin. It sure was, he said reminiscently. Oh, and by the way, Mike said much further along as he left Chris to go on to his own house, your Aunt Rachel called my ma and told her your mother was so much better she could come home soon. Seems your father's on his way back, too. He walked off and then turned to call for the quarter-block way. But you've been glad to have your own folks at home chris's grin deepened but he did not reply nor even wave for fear of dropping the bottle n street then dunbarton avenue dropped behind him and then he came to cappy's grocery with the bookshop on the opposite corner he stood looking at its lighted windows the lighted windows of his house remembering a time when he and amos had seen only a wooded ridge and a burnt-out campfire Something stirred in his mind, and after finding the front door unlatched, he eased himself in and up the stairs as quickly as he could. He did not want to face his Aunt Rachel for a few minutes longer. In his own room, he shut the door and carefully lifted the Mirabelle and its bottle up to the Place of Honor on top of his chest of drawers. Then he stood looking at his reflection in the small mirror hung askew near the window. He looked the same. Well, not quite a tiny scar was there to prove it was not a dream and he quickly undid his shirt and pulling it off got up on a chair to peer over his shoulders to see how his back looked in the square of glass a whiplash like a long clean buyer tear, lay across his shoulders and as he looked he almost felt again the searing cut chris grinned buttoning up his shirt then it had been no dream no childish imagining a voice called up on the stairs chris chris darling you home aunt rachel had news for him of his mother's imminent return chris opened his bedroom door pulled out from his pocket the first thing his fingers hit on and as he went downstairs whistling Well and adieu to you spanish ladies he tossed and caught and tossed and caught again an old silver button burnt black in a fire the end of mr wicker's window by Carly Dawson.